traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, if this is your first time listening to The Geek Show, first of all, welcome. This is a show where we take a break from all the politics, all the yelling and screaming that happens. And we take a break and we talk about the fun things, video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. And obviously we're going to be talking about the big elephant in the room, which is uh, the coronavirus. It's affecting not only the geek community, but the technology world and especially movies. So strap in because we have a jam-packed show as always. We'll start with the news of the week. I got influencers are doing something stupid again. Uh, YouTube is doing something, and then there's a big warning out there for the company Zoom. Then we'll take a break, and we get back. We'll talk about the movies of the week, which uh, more on the digital end is what we have. There's nothing being released in theaters right now. Then we take a break for news, and when we're back, we go to Corey's Tech Corner. I got two big stories I want to focus in on uh, that I noticed this week, and we could talk about it. Then we end the show with the top five list of the week. This is a special one because it is a sequel to a previous top ten list. I know, we're going from 10 to 5, but it is a sequel. Maybe we'll call it a mini-series, but it is the top five list of things to do while you are at home, part two. Lots and lots of things to do when you're at home, and every week there are more information just coming, so I'm going to keep giving you guys the information as it comes, so stick around for that. Uh, also, quick side, uh, not side-keeping, housekeeping, uh, before we go into the show. Uh, the 1470 WMBD app is available again on um, iTunes or yeah iPhone and uh, Google phones. So just search for 1470 WMBD. You can see it. You can download it. And then if you go to the on-demand section, uh, you can see the Geek Show on there and listen to all the previous episodes if you've missed any. But with that, let's get into the news because we got some big ones, uh, some interesting pop culture things. You know, we've been uh, not evolving, but uh, moving towards a more environmental friendly life. And with that was uh, bags that you bring to stores that you just bring from home. You'd fill it up, take it home, just reusable bags. Well, an interesting trend is happening now because of the coronavirus, and that is plastic bags are making a huge comeback. Uh, there is no evidence right now that reusable bags spread the coronavirus, but people aren't trusting it, and they're being cautious, which is totally fine. And they're moving back to plastic so that as soon as it's home, they can unload it, throw it away, and not have to worry about it. It's very interesting. What I'm just so curious to see after all of this. I love watching, uh, I was going to say humans, but I'm, I'm a human. I don't want you guys to think I'm an alien or anything. But uh, I, I love seeing how people uh, interact and react to things that are happening in this world. And I'm curious to see what the after effects of all of this are going to be once we're done and moved through the coronavirus are we going to just go back to where we were or are things going to change obviously i talked about the movie industry before how that's a little rocky and shaky and what's going to happen there but after this are we just going to keep using plastic bags or are we going to slowly go back to the reusable bags and more environmentally friendly stuff i don't know we'll have to wait and see on that one but i i found that very interesting 
Uh, quick sidebar, by the way. Have you guys been to the... I go to the Walmart in East Peoria, and it is very, like, Handmaid's Tale, uh, post-apocalyptic looking. Like, it, when you walk up, you feel like you're in one of those movies, because they have the carts all lined up so that they can funnel people in on a certain side. There's an announcement over the intercom. I think it's great, because if it's one thing, we should be way overprotective on this stuff, because I'm always a worst-case scenario guy. And if nobody gets sick at the end of it, then it's a victory. But uh, it's, it's just weird times that we're in, and going to Walmart now is just a little weird. It's really, really interesting. Uh, in news that makes you go, eh, well, that's not surprising, Marriott, Marriott Hotel has disclosed yet another because they have some huge issues. It seems like it happens every two years with them. Uh, they had a security breach that may impact over 5 million guests, including credit card information, uh, who you are, your birthday, your basic information that's out there. So if you've gone to the Marriott Hotel in the past two years, keep an eye on your account. Uh, you might be getting an email from Marriott saying, hey, sorry, we got hacked again, but what can you do? Uh, I still go to the main fact that it seems like adult websites are the most protected things on the Internet. So I, I think they should start creating banking systems and online stores because it seems like they never get hacked. Uh, next up, YouTube. YouTube is doing something very interesting. The big hot tip ticket item right now in um, the digital world is TikTok. It, it, everybody's using it. It's going viral. Uh, I mean, Greg Batten from The Morning Show shows me videos that he sees from it. I mean, it is a big deal. What's funny to me is that it's essentially Vine. I don't remember if I don't know if you remember Vine, but Vine was essentially the same thing, just a short video that you would show and it'd be funny. You laugh and then you move on. TikTok is the same thing, but you can put music over it or like stickers on it. But uh, YouTube is wanting to get into the game. They are reportedly working on a competitor called Shorts. So it'll be called YouTube Shorts. Cool. Um, I don't know if it will really be relevant in a couple years because as we know, Vine is no longer around. So I don't know. And I think Instagram kind of you can do that, too. So I don't know. YouTube's always Google is trying to always find more opportunities to make money. So we'll have to see if anything comes out of that uh, rumor that's happening uh, in super adorable uh, news. This is just incredibly adorable. Now, I would never use it because I don't use purses, but there is a purse going around for $50. I'm not joking. $50. You can buy a tiny purse that will carry your AirPods. So if you don't know what AirPods are, it comes in a little case, and when you open it, you just pull them out, and it connects to your iPhone. It's made by Apple, and you can listen wirelessly from uh, your phone to there. You can take calls. You can listen to music. Everything you could expect in normal headphones. But they're incredibly small, and it comes in just a tiny case, and now they are, I'm not joking, a really, really mini purse. If you get the chance, look it up. Just type in tiny AirPods purse and you'll probably find it. It is just adorable looking because it's so small. It's really, really small. Uh, but just something weird that comes out of technology. It seems like anything with Apple, they'll make something for. But the fact that they made a tiny purse is just hilarious. And how fun of a word to say, tiny purse. That's just cool. Uh, in kind of, now I'm going to skip this one. Just know, uh, maybe we'll talk about it more in depth next week. I have a fascinating story about some of the side effects from the coronavirus is that the grieving process is very, very weird because, um, if you have someone who does pass away, you can't go to the funeral right now because of the limit of 10 people and under. So a lot of people are doing virtual 
funerals. Uh, it also goes into weddings. There's virtual weddings, and uh, it's it's sad. Let's be honest. It's it's a sad thing that has to come out of this, and uh, hopefully we can get through this soon. I know we have another month to go for the stay at home order, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see the psychological effects of this in the long run because that. That stinks. That beyond stinks to not be able to be there with family to help mourn over someone's loss. Uh, I could not imagine, and I hope I don't ever get to, and I hope nobody listening to this ever has to do that. But it'll be very interesting to see. But it's uh, uh, something that's happening more and more lately as the stories come out about it. Uh, now, jumping back, let's get back into the, the fun stuff. I'll talk about more of that next week, but we're having fun right now. Uh, Magic the Gathering, it's a huge card game. Everybody plays it. Okay, not everybody plays it. I wish everybody did, because then I would have someone to play with. But anyway, uh, Magic the Gathering has a new set coming out, and they are uh, it's a crossover set, and it will be with Godzilla. Uh, they haven't released much except for one card, but it's Godzilla King of Monsters. It's a crossover event. It looks cool. I love when Magic the Gathering does like special one-time events with uh, different characters. There was one, uh, was it, I don't think it was Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't remember. They did, oh yeah, yeah, it was My Little Pony. They did a crossover series of cards of My Little Pony. I never got them, but I wanted them just to have them because I love one-time events where they mix the art styles. I'm not a brony. But I would be for those cards. But, uh, yeah, Godzilla, King of Monsters, coming to Magic, coming out sometime later this year. Um, what's very interesting out of all of this is also the uh, effect that the coronavirus is having on the comic book industry. Because uh, the comic book industry right now is kind of on pause. And why is because Disney, who owns Marvel, came out and said, hey, we are putting a hold on all digital and physical comic releases for right now and they said that they were going to update it at a later point which is cool but i really hope it's for the good and by the good i mean it sounds like they're putting a hold on this right now so that uh, small business owners who own comic shops can have a big flux of people that come in when they can open back up with new comic books so because a lot of people were like well why aren't you releasing these comic books digitally because you can read comic books uh, on your ipad or on your kindle and it seems like disney is trying to protect the physical stores that sell comic books which i think is great um without a doubt this is a huge opportunity that disney could say oh look we're going to put all of our stuff on digital platforms. It's going to make a boatload of money. Ah, do we really need stores anymore that has that? They're putting their pride away for once. Disney's doing that. And they are doing something good. So I think it's great that they're doing that for the not I mean, our local community, but also for comic book stores in general. I hope other people uh, follow suit, obviously. Uh, we should be supporting independent artists who can't get their... Uh, comic books out there there are a lot of smaller independent comic book creators who try to put their stuff in physical stores but now they can't so you got to keep an eye out for them there's a lot of uh patreons out there if you don't know patreon is a big thing where you can uh pay monthly and you help support an artist and you get some free stuff in the back end it's cool uh but definitely keep an eye on it uh a lot of people are being affected by this a lot of people you don't even think about so um 
While we're talking about Patreon, who uses Patreon a lot? Influencers. And influencers are annoying me again because they are doing something stupid. There was a influencer in New York, and she her family is a Instagram family. I think that's what it's called. I know, I know. I'm shaking my head. Instagram family, really. But they have like over 500,000 people who follow them, and that makes them influencers. They decided, hey, I got a great idea. We're in the heart of New York City where uh, the big coronavirus outbreak is happening in that area. Let's rent an RV, hop in it, drive out of New York, and go across the country uh, to take our kids to places. No, 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 no. A lot of people were attacking them on Instagram because of that. Because think, if they are infected and they don't know, they're going to get in an RV. They're going to stop at several gas stations across the country and interact with people. What are you doing? It's. I I feel like I'm going to start ranting here, but... The problem is is that I don't like influencers who do this, who think that they are gods and better than everybody else. And the fact that she's doing this is just incredibly stupid. Uh, people will go to incredible lengths to keep the power that they have on Instagram or on Twitter. And just stupid things like this put people at risk. And it's just really, really dumb. So hopefully she will. She hasn't. I haven't read anything of her apologizing or anything, but hopefully her family will be like, okay, maybe it's not a good idea. But let's be real. They're probably not. Gotta love influencers. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over some movie news, uh, some delayed productions, and some digital releases. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment where we talk about, well, normally we talk about the movies that are being released in theaters this week. But we can't do that right now because due to the stay at home and the coronavirus, movie theaters are shut down. And uh, digital has kind of taken over. So I'm going to go over some of the digital movies out there, some TV shows out there that you can watch. And then, uh, well, first let's start off with uh, a movie review. So I watched uh, Birds of Prey that came out last week for an early movie release. I bought the movie. I was excited for it because I heard good reviews, but then I watched it and I was really disappointed in it. Like really, really disappointed in it. I had really high hopes for that movie. Uh, there were some great parts. The action scenes were great, but it just was a little too cheesy and some of the dialogue just wasn't good. In the special effects even, there was uh, uh, some things like explosions and stuff that just did not look good. One of the things I learned uh, in film school, not that I'm like I'm this special guy or anything, uh, not trying to sound like that, but uh, uh, one of the things I learned in film school is that uh, if you don't have the budget for something like a big explosion, then don't do it. You can do it. You can figure out different ways to do it, but if you don't have the budget and you know it's going to look bad, then don't do it. But uh, The Birds of Prey or The Fantabulous Emancipation of Hartley Quinn, uh, I'd give it a thumbs down. Like, wait for HBO. That's my review for it because it just – it really – I was seriously super disappointed in it. Uh, but what's out right now, what's really weird is that if you go to Rotten Tomatoes now, there is no more – top movie list on the side because there always is because movie theaters but instead you have top streaming news so what's everyone watching well bad boys for life is out right now you can rent that uh the current war which is getting terrible reviews um sonic the hedgehog is now out you can buy it digitally uh i'm gonna see it just because i was making fun of it all the time when it first came out but i gotta see it now uh impractical jokers if you like that tv show their movie yeah they actually made a movie i know uh is now available to buy digitally i don't think you can rent it yet 
uh, Birds of Prey, obviously. Doolittle, which is a family-friendly film with Robert De Niro playing Dr. Doolittle. It bombed in the box office, but it might be something fun for your kids. Uh, the Gentleman and Bloodshot. Bloodshot is the new Vin Diesel movie that came out uh, in theaters, I think, just two or three weeks ago. And then they released it digitally because of all of this going on. And uh, according to a new stat that came out, Bloodshot had more digital sales than uh, Birds of Prey, which is crazy. And actually really good for Sony because when they released the movie uh, Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel it did terrible in the box office like ridiculously terrible in the box office but when they put it out digitally it made a lot of money so it might be once again making these companies that make these movies think to themselves well maybe if a movie's a flop we can release it digitally instantly and people will go and see it or is it of a case of we don't have that much to watch online right now, so we're going to have people, uh, people are just buying it just to have something to do? I don't know, but it's just some of the things that the movie industry is thinking about right now as they uh, traverse this whole field they're in. Um, the CEO from AMC recently came out and he said that he expects the uh, movie theaters to be back open in mid-June, which is really crazy because if you don't know movie theaters have been having a lot of issues lately and may specifically is the start of the big movie uh summer blockbuster season and if we wait till june oh that would be really really insane just because of how much money these theaters are going to lose but uh we have some other movies that are out there right now obviously bloodshot i talked about uh call of the wild is now available on disney plus and amazon I Still Believe, which is a religious movie, uh, Downhill, starring Will Ferrell, available digitally on Amazon or Apple, uh, The Gentleman, The Way Back, which is the new uh, Ben Affleck movie where he plays a uh, basketball coach consumed by alcoholism, and then uh, one great one that is released now, it was released earlier two weeks ago digitally, but you can get it for free now if you have Disney Plus is the Pixar movie Onward, which is about a D&D style movie where a world of Dungeons and Dragons exists. And it's about two boys uh, following uh, trying to get there one last time with their father. Looks really cool. Uh, the re reviews weren't that good and it didn't make a lot of money. Why? Because it released, I think, a week before the stay at home uh, thing came out from the governor. So I hope that this movie does good in the long run. Um, but definitely something you can watch with your kids. Another thing, obviously, Frozen 2. I know a lot of people who have kids, and they said uh, we have been watching that movie nonstop. So I apologize to them. Uh, some quick ones, and then we'll hit the break. Um, Universal Studios is uh, reshuffling their upcoming movie slate. They are moving Minions, The Rise of Gru to next year, 2021. An animated sequel for Sing, called Sing 2, is moving to December 2021. And Sony also pushed a bunch of their movies into 2021. So either we're going to have a boatload of new movies to watch at the rest of this year, or next year is going to be an insane time for movies. Like, we're going to have back-to-back-to-back movies. So I don't know what's going to happen in the long run. I will keep you guys updated with everything that's going on in the movie world because it's weird, and we don't know what's going to happen in the long run. But what you do have is a lot of options to do while you are at home, so I hope you take advantage of it and watch some of them. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break for news. When we get back, we'll talk about Corey's Tech Corner. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How's everyone doing? If this is your first time to The Geek Show, welcome. This is the halfway point of The Geek Show today. 
Uh, it's a show where we take a break from the news and politics and talk about the geek and technology and video game and movie world. And this is a segment that I like to call one of my favorites, Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. But this week, obviously, because of the coronavirus or COVID-19, whichever you prefer, uh, we'll be talking about things interacting with that and how technology is advancing through that. Um I have two main stories I want to talk about, and if we have time, we'll go over a couple small ones that I have. But this first one I, I've heard a little bit about, and then I was listening to some of the press conferences here locally when they were talking about updating the, the COVID numbers. And uh, something that just irked me, not irked me, uh, disturbed me just a little bit. And that is uh, the big one of the bigger stories that came out this week is a lot of people are noticing that uh, the government has a lot of information in regards to our location data and where we are and how we move. And it, it makes it opens up the question, how much do they know? Now, I know if you follow the show, we know this for a fact that several companies, Facebook included, and even some smaller companies have access to this same data where you can track people where they are using their cell phone data. Uh, obviously, it won't get to the nitty gritty like here is this person in their personal information, although we've seen some companies who've done that. Uh, but uh, I, I just go back to the classic, I think it was last week or maybe even two weeks ago, um, one of the press conferences, they said uh, locally that people in the Peoria area are following the social distancing rules based on the data that they had. And it's opening up the question to a lot of people, and one that I bring up all the time on The Geek Show, is how much information does the U.S. government have access in regards to where we are, uh, what we do, and uh, how specific of information can you get? And it's a good time to talk about that because this stuff is happening right now. And what has a tendency to happen in events like this where everybody's feeling uneasy is the rules get bent a little bit. And I maybe these were already in place and now we're seeing it full force, but it just brings up the question of privacy. And I think it should be known to us what information cell phone people are using, cell phone companies are using, cell phone people. I just imagine a person wearing like a cell phone outfit. But uh, it makes you wonder what cell phone companies have on you, what they're selling about you, and how much the U.S. government is involved with this. Because obviously on The Geek Show, if you follow us, I talk about uh, big brother situation all the time and how privacy is great but as soon as you give that up you never get it back and the fact that they have this vast amount of information already on us is kind of creepy i don't think anyone really freaked out when uh, the the local area said well uh, according to our stats people are staying at home well how do you know that and how do you have access to that i assume i mean i think we've all assumed that uh, a lot of advertising companies have access to that information based on how many uh, leaks come out about these stories but i didn't realize how much the government was involved until this started up so i don't know there's there's good sides to it obviously because the stats say hey look uh, these people are staying at home that's great we can help curve this uh, coronavirus situation that we're in but at the same time uh, do you want advertisers knowing specifically where you are what you do where you move and who you are I don't know if you're with me but I want to know who's watching what not that I have anything to hide but just the fact that you have privacy you have the right to privacy but uh, how much privacy do we really have? I think a lot less than we realize. The other big story I want to talk about is uh, Comcast. Comcast released a fascinating blog about Internet 
and how COVID-19 is affecting the Internet and what we're doing. So to give you an idea, this is data that they collected starting from March 1st to now. They saw a 32% increase on peak traffic, so at the, the highest point where you can have the most traffic, um, 24% increase in mobile data use over Wi-Fi. So if you connect your phone to Wi-Fi, there was a 24% increase in the country of people using that. Um, peak download times. This one's interesting. So before March 1st, the peak download times, so the place, the time of day where uh, most of the downloading or uploading happened was 9 p.m. on the dot. Very interesting. But as of March 30th, so a couple days ago, it's now 7.30 uh, p.m., which is cool. I mean, we're not going to get, like, mind-altering stuff, but it's interesting to see how, as we're using the Internet more and more right now, uh, how times are changing and how we're doing things. Um, video conferencing is up 212%. Obviously no surprise there, but that is a big number. Uh, I've been using uh, video conferencing for work. I know my uh, father has, and uh, I know... I, pretty much everyone who works has been using this. Uh, this was the one that fascinates me, though. Uh, game downloads are up 50% generally and 80% during new releases. This is interesting because uh, just the fact that downloads are up 50% means people are buying games more online. But 80% increase during new releases is insane because... A lot of stores are closed right now, like the GameStops and all of that. Uh, and you can't buy video games at the stores, except for Walmart, the grocery store. But a lot of people don't want to go out because they're following the social distancing. So we're seeing an increase of people buying digital games online that you just download into your system and play. And that's fascinating that it went up 80%. Same with movies. I'm curious if this digital-only world that we're in right now if it will continue after we're done with all of this. Uh, there was a 38% increase on streaming and web video consumption. I'm actually surprised it's not higher. Uh, on television, they're seeing similar pat patterns. Um, video consumption increased f uh, four hours to 64 hours per week. Video on demand hitting record highs by up to 25% than normal. And uh, there have been a 50% increase in voice remote requests for free movies so yeah i knew that we would have an increase in everything regarding the internet but 212 percent to video conferencing is insane and the video game numbers are interesting too because i've talked about it before video games and movies are going to change i think when we finally get out of this whole stay at home situation and the coronavirus and i'm curious to see are we going to go back to normal or are we going to stay in this digital focusing world that we're in right now. I don't know. It's interesting. With that, you guys, we're going to take a break. Now available. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Bora. How is everybody doing? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, this is the Geek Show, but I'm afraid this is the last segment of the show. I know, no crying. We'll be back again next week. And this being the last part of the show, we always do the top five list of the week. But this one's a little different. We're going off the books and we're doing a sequel because a little over... Uh, two weeks ago, we did a top 10 list called Top 10 Things to Do While You Are at Home, because obviously the stay-at-home uh, order was in place by the governor, and 
we're all trying to do our best by following those rules and staying at home so we don't infect or get infected by others. And we have a sequel now. This is the first time ever we've had a sequel. This is the top five list things to do on the weekend part two the sequel. I feel like I should have a cooler title, but I feel like all the best sequels just have like the Godfather part two. Yeah. So that we'll call it that. This is the Geek Show Top 5 Things to Do While You Are at Home Part 2. I like that. Number 5. Number 5 goes to a great video that I think is going to be a trend that's happening. A lot of celebrities are bored at home and they're moving to YouTube in order to, uh, I guess, do some creative work, get out there, and obviously to make some money. But this one's kind of cool. John Krasinski, he is a director and an actor. You would know him most from The Office. He started a new YouTube channel called Some Good News, and he talks to people who put stories out there and explain what they're doing to help their community or to help others. And he had a really cool interview with Steve Carell in which they talked about The Office. It's really, really good. Take a listen. Huge anniversary for you and I. Um, we were on a little show called The Office, and it turned 15 years old yep. this week. I mean, I was a waiter when I got that job. I was 23 years old. I was a waiter. And after the pilot, I went back to waiting tables because I was sure nothing was going to happen with it. <laughs> and, uh, and we all kind of came into it with that vibe. I remember none of us had done anything huge. It's such an, a happy surprise that after all these years, people are still tuning in and finding it even today. It's pretty cool. People always ask this question, so I have to ask you, do you have a, not one, obviously, but in your top memories, what were some of your favorite memories? All of our exchange around the, the micro flat screen TV. The was, episode dinner party where you said, and when people come over, you just, d and it only moved that far. I yeah, don't think I've ever worked harder in my life. Screen. Yeah, so it's just John Kuczynski and Steve Carell chatting together about The Office. It's really cool. If you are a fan of The Office, definitely check it out. They share some memories, talk about hopefully maybe a reunion in the future. But besides that, there are also great videos of how people are handling this and good people that are helping all across the country. It is a great place to just relax. It's a, each episode is about 15 minutes long, and he plans to do a few of them here and there. So definitely check it out. Just go to YouTube and type in Some Good News. It's really cool. Number four. Number four. Number four goes to one that will be totally out of context, but I have to be careful because the language in it is not so good. But I'm going to play this. You're hearing John Mulaney and Nick Roll and a few other celebrities. Fred, um, we, we, I think you said you were going to give us a, an hour and a half tour of your house. Is that true or is that still in the mix? Or Yeah, I'm just waiting till everyone's ready, but let's, <laughs> let's do it. Fred. I mean, it wouldn't cover the whole house because it's so big. Um, so there's a couple, there's a number of different properties on my property, so it, it might uh, take a while to get from one to the other, but still. <laughs> hey, Go Fred, ahead, Fred, you also do some voices on The Simpsons, right? You do yeah. Homer and a few other, would you, you know, indulge us now? Merge. Oh, oh, no, we're quarantined. Oh, Homer, maybe it'll be nice for us to be together for a change. Yeah, so that was Fred Arbinson. You know him from uh, SNL. But what was really cool is what happened over the weekend, and you can watch the entire thing. Um, Netflix did a live table read, which a table read is where all the actors, before they go film something, sit together and they read the script with each other in character to uh, get ready and to remember and to see how things work with everyone. And uh, they are all part of a show called Big Mouth. Now, it's an adult-rated show about teenagers and uh 
they're changing bodies. But uh, it's a hilarious show. But if you are a big fan of these comedians, mainly being Nick Roll, I believe he's the creator of the show, and John Mulaney, who is one of the biggest comedians of all time right now, uh, they all sat together with the entire cast and they did a live table read. It is weird. It is hilarious. It is a great hour and a half to just watch these comedians goof around with each other. And just the, the humor between them, you can tell they're all friends. Really, really cool. So just go to YouTube, uh, do Big Mouth t- Live Table Read. It's really worth your time. And- number three. Number three. Number three goes to Elton John. He hosted a live living room concert series uh, brought to you by Fox. That's how they labeled it. But uh, really, really cool. They brought in a bunch of famous musicians to sing and to uh, help raise money to help everyone that's being affected by COVID-19. And I'll just play a little bit because due to rules, I can't play too much of the music. But I thought one of the best performances, and it's just an excuse because this is one of my favorite stars right now in the music world. Uh, This is Billie Eilish. She is celebrating her one-year anniversary of her song Bad Guy that kind of made her uh, who she is today. And uh, she does it, though, with uh, acoustics. It's really, really cool. Take a listen to this. I'm not bad time, make your mama sad time, make your girlfriend mad time, I seduce your dad type. I'm not bad guy. What I love most about that series is that, uh, especially with like Billie Eilish, is uh, a lot of these people are auto-tuned for their professional when they release like professional albums, and it's stuff like this that shows. Especially with Billie Eilish, holy moly, she can sing without any need for help from auto-tune. Really, really good. Uh, the entire thing is up on YouTube. It is. It's been repeating several times, so you'll definitely be able to find it. But I think. It, I think overall, it's like an hour or two long. If you like music, it's definitely something nice to have on in the background. Number two. Number two goes to a fantastic new YouTube series about teaching art for kids while we're all indoors. You know, we have school and online learning, of course, but we need to help push our creativity. I was an artsy-fartsy kid, and whenever I didn't have art projects, I got bored and a little restless. But something like this is awesome, and thanks to the power of YouTube, we're able to do this. Just go to YouTube and type in, Casey Elizabeth Weldon. You'll be able to see her videos. Take a listen to some of it. Hey friends, it's Miss Weldon making art from my living room to show you how to make a window of hope like you just saw. Right now, there's a bad virus getting spread around and we're trying to stay inside to prevent it from spreading. So we must be like the caterpillar and stay in our cocoon to keep everyone safe and healthy. Instead of spreading viruses, let's spread a message of love and hope to our neighbors, loved ones, and community. And I'm going to show you how to do that by making your very own window of hope. Yeah, so that video is teaching about the window of hope, and it's just really cool projects that you can do with your kids, or your kids can watch and do it. She lays it all out, all the instruments and things that you need in order to make this stuff, and it's really good. And you might be saying, well, Corey, why are you putting this up as number two? Well, easy. When I saw that this was happening, I had to put it on because I was friends with her in college. She lived in the apartment above the group I was with, and we all became super close friends. And she has a deep, deep passion for art that is very infectious. So I know that your kids will watch and enjoy it. 
She has been uh, traveling around with her art. She has a master's degree. She is really, really good at what she does, and she does it in such a kind and nice way. And I promise you, I'm telling you, a year from now, that series, if she continues to do it after COVID-19, will be huge because she is legitimately a great, great person and someone that you can trust with your kids and have a great time in order to uh, push the creativity and inspire art within you. So really, really cool. I was really excited when I saw that she did something like this. Really awesome. Here's number one. Number one. Number one goes to a just a seriously a fantastic series that I have been addicted to and have been watching over and over and over again. And to explain it all, I'm going to play some of the music, and it's basically what you're going to get here is a two-for-one special. I'll explain after. Hello, I'm Greg Davis. This is Taskmaster, and I am the Taskmaster. As well as a truly magnificent comedian, I'm also human, which means that, like all humans, I take pleasure in watching people struggle to do simple things. <laughs> so, over the past few months, I've set a series of tricky tasks to five seriously competitive comedians. They have no idea how each other did, but they'll soon find out. I should be judging both what they did and how they did it. My word is final. I like this role. So, yeah, it's a British game show on the BBC, although I specifically go to YouTube if you just type in Taskmaster Series 1. I think they're up to Series uh, 3 or 4 now, but they have the full episodes on there. And it is just the most brilliant idea for a show. You have five comedians that do various tasks and is just hilarious to see how they do it. The comedy is just brilliant. It is a fantastic series that you will get addicted to. It's really, really good. Such a simple concept. It's just amazing how good it can be. I'm I'm kind of in this addiction to British game shows right now, and I've been watching a bunch of them. Eight out of ten cats. Eight out of ten cats does Countdown, IQ, um, Would I Lie to You. I mean, there's a lot of British shows that you can all watch on YouTube, but uh, Taskmaster has taken over. And earlier I said you get a two-for-one special because what's really cool about this is because of COVID-19, also in the UK, they are at a stay-at-home order. And right now on Twitter and on their YouTube page, Taskmaster is doing home challenges where everybody can record videos of them completing a challenge. They post it on Twitter, and then the actual judge, uh, Greg Davis, comes on and uh, reviews them and rates them. And then at the very end of this, everybody's going to get points, and whoever wins gets a prize of some sort. They don't know what. But it is a really, really funny series. I can't spread the news and love about this show enough because I am addicted to it. And what's great is that it is a fantastic thing to watch while at home, while you're sitting around. And thus concludes the top list of things to do on the weekend, part two. The very first time we had a sequel to a top ten list. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. If you're feeling weird or uncomfortable about how the world is right now, don't worry. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We will all get through this together. There are some great people doing great things. We have artists teaching kids. We have uh, nurses out there who are working their butts off. Same with doctors. We have comedians doing fantastic game shows to help keep us entertained and entertainers just spreading the news of good around the world. So, have a fantastic weekend. I will see you all next week. Smile. Do something great. Have a good one. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3.